Happy President's Day. In America, presidents are very important. So this is a great day to sit back and, I guess, thank the, are they rulers? Tyrants? No, 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 no. <laughs> the presidents of the United States. I give my thanks to all of them. I was trying to think of who my favorite president was. And I really don't have one. I mean, there's some guys that did some cool things and some guys that didn't. I mean, <laughs> that's how it is. FDR did some good things. Ronald Reagan did some good things. Bill Clinton did some good things. And some not so good things. Or thing. However you want to look at it. But I guess this is a day to thank, say thanks to the presidents who have stepped in office and tried to lead this country. The last few not looking so highly upon. I mean, Barack Obama did some good things, and there's some things that people frown upon. Donald Trump is up for impeachment. Bill Clinton did get impeached. So, it is what it is. It's life. It's America. Well, I had to start off with President's Day, because it is Monday, President's Day. There's a lot of things I want to get to real quick before we jump into the super-sized wrestling sectional show. And yes, I'm saying sectionals, even though it was on Friday and Saturday, Things got delayed. Life has been busy. I went to Milwaukee on Saturday for an IVCC basketball game where I'm an assistant coach. Then we had a work function from my employment at a bank and just been super crazy. I had a niece's birthday party. So the last three or four days have been super crazy busy and I was not able to edit six interviews and get it up on time. Yes, I said that right six interviews. For this show, I spoke to LaSalle Perus, Aiden Sines, and Parker Swiskowski, St. Beads, Pete Sampson, and Noah Setzer, Putnam County Hall's Connor Brooker, and Ottawa coach Pete Marks. I talked to Pete before the regional, so two weeks ago, the rest of the athletes, the wrestlers, I spoke to in between the regional and sectional. So, Super, super crazy show here, but it's awesome. There's a lot of cool things outside of wrestling. We had one kid that's in a Christian athletes group. That is pretty cool. Another one of these fine guests of ours is a firefighter on a fire department. That is pretty cool for a high school student. That is awesome. Another one is a member of the student government and is rocking it. I asked him if he was going to be president of the United States one day. He said maybe. So to figure out who I'm talking about all these, you have to listen. It's going to be a longer show, a little bit over an hour, but you will enjoy, hopefully. <laughs> so just so you know who was in the sectional from the area, and then I will tell you who advanced to state. Going into the Class 1A Oregon sectional, Princeton had four in Matthew Harris at 120, Augie Christensen at 132, Matt Sayaki at 220, and Cole Reynolds at 285. Unfortunately for the Tigers, none of them made it to the state tournament. For St. Bede, 120, Henry Ortiza, 132, Noah Setzer, 138, Bo Bunnell, 170, Ethan Fleming, and 285, Pete Sampson. Unfortunately for the Bruins, none of them made it to the state tournament either. And just to let you know, the Oregon sectional is tough. Tough, tough, tough. Everybody says it's one of the toughest sectionals in the state, and I don't see how it's not. All these names that I just said are talented, gifted wrestlers. For them not to get in it, that just shows you how tough it is. From Mendota, 160-pound Ty Connolly also made it to the sectional, but did not make it to state. 
the one wrestler who made it out of Class 1A Oregon sectional is Putnam County Hall's sophomore, Connor Brooker. At 145, he finished fourth to advance. In Class 2A, Ottawa had eight wrestlers, and LaSalle Peru had seven wrestlers advance to the Class 2A Rochelle sectional. For Ottawa, 106, Devin Henning, 113, Riley Hansen, 120, Cole Flores, 126, Austin Howard, 152, Michael Morse, 182, Cedric Farrell. At 132, Luke Fleming was the champ at the Rich East Regional. And 220, Brandon O'Brien was also the champion at the Rich East Regional. For LaSalle, Peru, heading out of the Rock Island Regional into the Rochelle sectional. At 120, Zach Plackett. 126, Aiden Sines was the champ. 145, Ashton Kellett was the champ. 160, Parker Swiskowski. 182, Drew Verway. 220, Brock Neal. And at 285, Peyton Perino. So, for LaSalle, Peru, they had four guys make it to the state tournament. Peyton Perino, the heavyweight, is the sectional champ going into the state tournament. That is amazing. Brock Neal at 220 finished second. Ashton Kellett at 145 finished second. And Aiden Sines finished second. Amazing job from the Cavaliers. Four wrestlers making it to the state tournament at Champaign this upcoming weekend. Fantastic job by those guys. Ottawa's Luke Fleming, who I mentioned was the regional champ, finished third at the Rochelle sectional to also be going to state. So between Class 1A and Class 2A, the area has six wrestlers at the state tournament. Congrats. I'm clapping quietly. I don't want it to be over the mic, but I'm clapping for these guys. That is a great job. Right now going on as I'm speaking or just getting started is Class 1A sectionals in girls basketball. St. Bede is playing Aurora Christian in a Putnam County sectional. And then following that sectional is Newark and Gardner South Wilmington. Hopefully St. Bede can get out. They are playing a tough team. But St. Bede, the end of the season, has playing great basketball. Everybody's talking about how they're a dark horse, but they have been... They won the regional against Putnam County 40 to 19. That's what the score was at the St. Bede Regional Final. 40 to 19. St. Bede's a five seed. Putnam County's a two seed. St. Bede is playing no games right now. Also, Amboy is playing a semifinal on Tuesday. Not quite Monday, but on Tuesday, 7 p.m. in the Pecantonica sectional against Galena. So that's gonna be a tough game too. Amboy was the one seed, Galena the two. It's going to be tough for them. Amboy has got to know that they have a target on their back and they have to play great basketball. Also this past weekend on Saturday was girls bowling sectionals. Unfortunately, LaSalle Peru senior Cassidy Antle, LaSalle Peru sophomore Isabella Weber, and Mendota senior Drea Kuntz did not advance to state. Congratulations for a great season from the bowlers and the wrestlers who did not make it. Getting to a sectional is still something that you should be proud of and keep your head held high. No doubt about that. Girls 3A and 4A basketball playoffs are starting today, but LaSalle Peru does not start until tomorrow. They're in the Washington Regional. The Lady Cavs are the five seed and will play number three Washington at 7.30 on Tuesday. So you know I'm going to be following that too. Mad love for the Lady Cavs. Got to have Hollis Vickery on here sooner or later. 
One thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get to the Super Size Wrestling Sectional Show. I had to say it like that. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to leave it like that, too. This is the NBA All-Star Game. Man, the NBA did such a great job with the Kobe Bryant tragedy and everything that has been unfolded, words being spoke, how they changed the format of the NBA All-Star Game. Just was an awesome, awesome weekend. I was trying to watch that as I was doing other things. So happy that it wasn't a huge letdown, that the NBA shined in a very, very tough situation, a very tough just dynamic that everybody rose to the occasion. Common doing the introductions. I had to go back and watch it. I missed it originally, but I went back and watched the clip. That was amazing. What a great job from him. Common is one of my favorites. He is a lyrical genius, and he proved it at the NBA All-Star Game. The new format where they did the first three quarters as individual quarters instead of, you know, all together in a game, so they had a winner of each of the first three quarters, was a good idea to get money to different charities, $100,000 to the winning team. They picked a charity in Chicago, since it was in Chicago, so the Chicago charities getting some extra donations from the NBA. That was awesome. Great job on that part. So you head into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden, the exhibition feel of an all-star game completely gone. It was a real game. People were playing defense, which does not happen in an NBA all-star game. People wanted to win. They wanted to either win that first Kobe Bryant NBA all-star MVP award, or they wanted to win this game to get money to the charities that they had selected. What an astounding game. The best players in the world playing a real game instead of just a pickup exhibition. It felt like they were playing game seven at NBA Finals. It was awesome. And I know everybody's saying, oh, I can't believe it was one on a free throw. But Anthony Davis, the hometown Chicago kid, he missed the first one to add suspense, I guess. He said he did it on purpose in the post-game interview. I don't think that's the case. But he drained the second one to reach the 157 target score that was set. If you didn't know the format, so like I said, the first three quarters are individual quarters. The winner gets $100,000 to their charity. So after the three quarters, they added up all the points and then added 24 to see what the target score was. So just to give an example, if it was 195 at the end of three quarters, 24 for Kobe Bryant, since that was his number, was added to that. So if it was 100, you'd have to get to 124. So it was a great game. It was close. It was awesome. And I'm really, really glad that I got to watch that. Shout out to Tony Milas. I watched it with him, my former co-host, forever my friend. Always, 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 always. And just to let you know, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. For episode 50, Tony came into the edge of your seat studio to do a show. He is my guest for the next episode. I'm going to let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually tell you that one because it was a great time. It was good to talk sports with a longtime great friend who I look at as a brother. So good to have him. Good to have you guys listen to the show. Like I said, the Super Size Wrestling Sectional Show is here. It's kicking off. I will be back pretty much all week to talk local sports, talk with Tony. I got some big guests coming up that I am, I am really excited and pumped up. 
I'm not going to tell you what those are yet until it's recorded and in the books and ready to go. But Tony is the next show. Hopefully it will be up on Tuesday. So thank you for listening. Please reach out on Facebook or Twitter, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. And of course, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Music, and Apple Music iTunes. Well, since this is already a long enough show, I'm going to get to it. Here's the interviews. Again, five wrestlers, one coach talking about their teams and what they wanted to do heading into sectionals. I will try to get a hold of these state qualifiers and see who I can talk to and see, man, they got to be excited to go to state. That is a great tournament, a great time of your life, and I definitely got to get that on this podcast. Well, that's enough. Until next time, peace. The champ is here. Pete Sampson, senior heavyweight from St. Bede, the regional champion at the Plano Regional. Man, that's got to be a good feeling, Pete. Yeah, it feels, it feels great. You know, having wrestled for four years and finally getting that championship, it feels amazing. I almost wanted to do like a John Cena or Muhammad Ali, like boom, 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 the champ is here. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody done that to you yet since you won it last weekend? No, not yet, but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> Hopefully once they hear this, like, okay, we got to do this for Pete. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Pete. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at 285 pounds, if you're able to win a regional championship, that is more than the criteria to get on the show. With the win, you advance to the Oregon sectional this Saturday, February 15th. But let's rewind. Go to the regional first. So the Bruins scored 87.5 points to finish fourth and are taking five for sure wrestlers to the Oregon sectional. And then a alternate is on the books as well. I mean, you guys went to regional and, you know, wrestled your hearts out. Yeah, we did. We definitely did. We had guys working really hard, working really hard to get to the place they're at now so they can go to sectionals this weekend. Definitely. And like you said, wrestling for four years, finally get a regional championship. Just kind of elaborate on that feeling. I mean, that's a long time coming to get to that level of accomplishment. Well, I started out my freshman year with no wrestling experience at all. Going into my sophomore year, uh, I improved a little bit, especially having my coach, Coach Allen, there helping me out. And then last year, I uh, took my first trip to sectionals. I got second at regionals. And finally getting that win, I think everything worked out for the best for me. And I think all the hard work has finally paid off. And I always think it's tough for 285-pounders because, you know, you're not going against little people. Of course, you're not little yourself, but that's a lot of wear and tear. You're going against somebody that's, you know, 200 and something pounds, especially if you're like two, like the cusp, the most that they can be is what, like 288? Yeah, right around there, 287 with the uh, two-pound allowance. So, yeah. So that is a lot of poundage that you're moving around or they're moving around when they're wrestling you. Just talk about the draining physicalness of wrestling at that weight. Well, when I first started wrestling at that weight, it was pretty difficult, you know, to make sure I was not like out of breath or getting too tired. But all the conditioning we go through at practice and all the work we do to get to that point helps so much. We're not getting tired out there and so that we're outworking our opponents 
Uh, so it seems like this year I've been in better shape and more condition than most of my opponents. What were some of the things that you were doing to, you know, make that happen? Were you swimming? Were you running? Were you, what were you doing? Well, well, we do a lot of running at practice. We normally start out with like a 10 minute warm up. We run some stairs. We got this probably like 85, 90 pound wrestling dummy that, uh, Sometimes we have to carry up and down the stairs, and that started last year, actually. That's helped so much to make sure I was in shape and, uh, you know, run sprints. We, we do it all. Awesome. It's got to be weird when it comes to the food situation. So you want to be bigger, and you want to, you know, have the protein and stuff and turn it into muscle and all that good stuff, but then you don't want to get too heavy, and you still want to kind of eat healthy. So how do you go about in terms of dieting and you know food consumption normally during the wrestling season i try to eat a little healthier than normal at lunch i watch what i'm eating especially since it's a school lunch so it's kind of hard i try to make sure i'm doing like healthier snacks you know like some fruit for dinner i like to do chicken a lot and that's one of my favorite foods anyway so that helps and uh yeah i try to make sure i don't want to eat too much and i don't want to lose some of my speed you know by getting too heavy so when you're eating fruits and stuff, you leave, like, the chocolate and the caramel to dip it in. That's got to be left away? Yeah, normally I would leave it away, too, anyway. I I'm not a big fan of the caramel, anyway. You don't like caramel apples? A little bit. Not too much. I don't know. It's not one of my favorites. I don't know if we can be friends, Pete. Uh, well, maybe I'll have to start liking caramel apples, then. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Let's talk about that regional one more time. I mean, what was the feeling of winning that regional? Uh, we kind of, you know, we definitely have talked about the subject. When you had your arms raised, what was the first thought that went through your head? I was just, just thought, wow, I can't believe this actually happened. I've worked for it the past four years to be able to get my hand raised for that regional championship. And it finally happened. And... I had so many emotions running through my head. It was a close match for a while there, so I was able to get that reversal there at the end, those back points. Almost the pin, but so intense, and tensions were running high because it was our, the last match of the day. Everyone else had finished, and just to be able to end the day on a win just felt amazing. And I just want to thank uh, my coaches, Sam Allen and uh, Gavin Kurtz, for everything they've done to me, done for me throughout these past four years to help me get to that spot going into the wrestling program and knowing obviously you know what size you are you know the coaches that are available you know that gavin and sam both worked with john barnes who was a state champ and as a senior and third place finisher as a junior did just knowing the kind of personnel that was with saint bead wrestling did you kind of have a feeling like hey i'm gonna get really really good coaching advice and things like that moving forward through your career yeah, I definitely did think that Coach Allen and Kurtz were going to be very helpful in my wrestling career to be able to help me get to where I am. Uh, after seeing what they did to help with John and get him to finish first at State, that was just amazing for me. And I think that with their experience through college and everything they know, they've taught me so much. And I'll always be thankful for everything they've done. Did you wrestle, you know, during practices and stuff? Did you wrestle either Coach Kurtz or Coach Allen? I wrestled Coach Kurtz a little bit this year. Not not as much as last year, but Coach Allen definitely liked to get in the mix and wrestle me a little bit. 
especially this week, I've I've been wrestling him throughout the week um, most of the time. For being, he's still young, but not too old. But for not having wrestled in so long, he's still in great shape, and he's a difficult opponent. He's a big guy and hard to take him down. But did you get it done? Did you take it to him? Yeah, I thought we had a pretty good uh, drilling session and uh, some good wrestling going on at practice this week. Sam's a good guy. So is Gavin. So now moving into the Oregon sectional. It's honestly one of my favorite events to cover when I was writing for papers and things like that. You start off with the parade. They line everybody up. It's a special ceremony. And then it's spotlight wrestling, which is really, really, really cool. You obviously went there last year, so you got to experience it. Now you get to go there again. And it's probably got to be a soothing feeling knowing like, okay, I shouldn't be anxious or nervous or I know what to expect. Is that is that kind of what's going on through your head? Yeah, it is. I know that these guys are either at my skill level or better, especially having gone last year. So I know what I need to do and be prepared for it. And I think that uh, having gone there last year, it's not going to make me as nervous as I was last year going into such a big tournament with all, all these uh, very good wrestlers and having all this competition i think is gonna be uh very exciting and thrilling for postseason of my wrestling career let's kind of elaborate on the spotlight is it weird wrestling on the mat with the spotlight on you of course at wrestling matches wrestling duels tournaments whatever whatever level it's at you know people are watching you obviously but it doesn't give it an extra you know, a heightened sense of what's going on with the spotlight? Yeah, it definitely does. We're on such a big stage for all these people and all these huge schools that have very good programs and all these kids are very good. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. And I think that having all that spotlight on you could make you very nervous, especially for the first time. Now, having been there and it's knowing what to expect, it's not as nervous, but it's still very intense having all these eyes on you during your match even though this is your senior year it's your last go around this was not the first sport of your last go around you're a four-year football player with the bruins just talk about this year i know it's probably kind of disappointing going one and eight but it had to feel good to say hey i played football for four years in high school and to be part of that kind of group i mean it becomes a brotherhood whether you win or lose after a while Football for these past three years has definitely been a family. I've made some of my closest friends playing the sport, and all the underclassmen I've grown to know have become part of the family, too. I know this season didn't go as we had planned, but for having only four seniors this year and having all these young guys, juniors and sophomores playing up, I thought they did uh, very well, and I thought it was a great experience for them to learn and get better for their next seasons to come. We can expect some good things from most of them. After having that kind of disappointing season on the football field, did it kind of get you, you know, ramped up or hyped up to, you know, try your best on the wrestling mat and see what you could do? Yeah, it definitely did. It really pushed me because after only winning one game, it made me want to end this year on, uh, on a high note. And I knew that wrestling was my last shot. And I thought I have to go out there and give it my all and leave everything on the mat. Because I'm never going to get to go out there again after this. And I just knew I had to do everything I could to get better for this season. Work really hard to uh, improve. 
and it obviously worked for you. You are the regional champ, sectional qualifier, and since you made it to sectionals, have a shot at getting to the state tournament. So it's got to be an awesome feeling, man. Definitely feels great. And if I can get to that state tournament, that would be huge. But, you know, got to take it one match at a time this weekend and just work hard to beat the opponent I have for my first match and then keep going on from there. And although you are a very talented athlete, being an athlete is not all that you are. You are a human being that does other stuff as well. If I remember hearing you right, you are a member of the student government at St. Bede? Yeah, I am. What uh, is your role involved with in that? So I'm a class representative for the seniors this year. And so I get to help out with different activities around St. Bede. I got to be a part of setting up our spirit day and our entire spirit week, making sure it was fun for everyone so we could make sure it was a very memorable day. I also get to help with the dances and any other activities or fundraisers we do. What got you interested in doing that and wanting to be part of the student government? I was a part of the student government in grade school. Having done student government in grade school, it really made me want to do it in high school because getting to help out the school in any way I can and help out my class especially making sure this is one of our most memorable years at St. Bede. I want to make sure everyone's having a good time this year because it's our last one. So moving forward, you are going to run for the president of the United States? Yeah, maybe. You know, might have to step in when I'm old enough, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see you doing it. Why not? Yeah, I might have to think about that. And if you don't win the election, you'll be like, okay, let's just settle it on the wrestling mat. Yep. If I win, I'm the president. I think that's a good way to settle it. Uh, why not? I, I think it's better than uh, what we got going on now. <laughs> yeah. You can't worry about impeachment there. Nope, you can't. Well, Pete, I know you got the talent, skill, motivation to, to do whatever you want to on the wrestling mat. So... I, I'm not like a best of luck, you know, that kind of guy. I know it takes hard work to do what you do on the wrestling mat, football field, basketball court, whatever. And you have obviously put in the work, especially these last four years. So if you execute well, I think you got a shot here. Yeah, I do too. I think if I can do everything I need to correctly and just focus on it one match at a time, I think I can really have a shot at going on to state. Well, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, man. Thank you very much. This was a great conversation. Yeah, thank you. It was great being on it, and thanks for having me. I am with one of those competitor, LaSalle Peru Sr., Parker Swiskowski. How's it going tonight, Parker? It's going pretty good right now. I just got home from a workout just to keep my weight down for Friday and Saturday. And I kind of skip over this from time to time, talking to wrestlers and coaches. How difficult is it for you to stay in a weight range or to make weight when you need to weigh in? In the beginning of the season, it's always difficult just because everyone always comes in super heavy. You know, I came in at around 172, had to cut down to 160. And the thing that people don't know and realize is that it's not just, all right, I can get down to weight or, you know, it's the like the hydration test. That was a big deal for us. Um, and if here's a little summer of the hydration testing, you have to get down to a close enough weight hydrated to make sure you can go to that weight. A ton of our wrestlers had a hard time getting down. But once they got, once you're done with the hydration test, then you can move on and don't have to worry about it. And then, of course, throughout the season, most 
people try and then they'll gain all that weight back and then cut it back down. In my case, I was like that and I actually changed my diet. I've been, for the past four weeks, I've gone plant-based completely. And I know this is like super new to a ton of people and it's actually kept my weight down exponentially. I used to be weighing, like the day of a tournament, I'd be weighing 160 and end of the day, I'd be weighing 172 and it was just a pain in mentally and physically to cut back down, you know, three days later to get down to 60 and do the same, you know, same routine, 160, 172. So once I went plant-based, the highest I've ever been was like 165 and I've been able to get down to 162 because we have the growth allowance after Christmas. That has to be very, very tough. Trying to figure out diets and figure out workout regimens and things like that to keep your weight at a certain level. Because, I mean, especially in high school, you want to eat whatever you want to because your body can handle it at that time. You want to, you know, sit around on weekends and eat potato chips and watch football and basketball games, you know, stuff like that. But as a high school athlete in wrestling, trying to maintain a weight and stay there for, you know, an entire season, that can't be easy and has to be draining. No, I've, you know, I've been 160 for four years from freshman to senior year. And most people usually each year, they gain five, ten pounds or getting a little bit bigger. They're growing. And that was the case with me because during football season, I was 175, 180. And then, you know, cut back down to 60 for wrestling. And then that's how it was each year. So, yeah, it was, it's always been tough, but it pays off, and then it always does. So, at 160 this year, you went to the Rock Island Regional, finished third in the bracket, which makes you a sectional qualifier. This year's sectional for the Cavaliers is in Rochelle. You're not going alone. There's seven other Cavaliers going with you. You're not going alone, which is awesome, because once you get to this level, you know, you want as many of your teammates to go with you as possible. So just talk about that feeling and knowing that you guys are pretty much taking a huge chunk of your team. We've always had a good support group with more than half of our team going. That's definitely going to help everyone push each other um, to go, you know, try and qualify for state and, you know, sectionals, regional, state, everything is emotional. And each time, each match, it's more emotional. Um, so being able to have, you know, these guys are like brothers to me, being able to have a good group of them come up the sectionals is definitely, you know, can be a game changer with how you think before a match and after a match, how you deal with it if you win or lose. At the Class 2 Rock Island Regional, you know, you guys scored 149 points, one point shy of Freeport at 150. Geneseo had 167 for second, and then Rock Island 190 and a half. Two regional champions in Aiden Signs and Ashton Kellett. You took third, but you were in the number one seed. So was the competition a little tougher or? Competition with the brackets, actually. My bracket was a huge upset all around. My first match, I went to triple overtime, lost against kid from Geneseo, Kyle State. Again, if I've seen him at sectionals, I'm hoping to beat him. Not bring him to that, you know, don't bring him to overtime at all. Beat him in the three periods. But uh, I've checked out the bracket after. The second seed didn't even make it out regionals. Kyle State, he was fourth seed, got second. And I think the Rock Island kid was ranked, or uh, seeded third, and he got first. And then my third place match ended up with me, you know, the first seed, wrestling a kid that wasn't even seeded. So, like I said, everything postseason, a lot of weird stuff happens. Like, most people think first and second seed are going to be in the finals, and then third and fourth seed, third and fourth, and then people that aren't seeded, you know, don't go past regionals. And 160 is a difficult weight, too. There's a lot of very, very talented wrestlers at that weight. 
it's very broad with how it is. You know, with heavyweight, you either ha- you know everyone's big. Everyone's big at heavyweight, or you know you're a tall guy and muscular. You're you know short and you know stocky guy and even signs weight. You know, there's some taller guys or some shorter guys. But that 160, you know, I'm not a tall guy. I'm only five eight. But then I see these guys that are like six foot, and I'm like, oh geez, how this guy 160 he looks like a twig. So it's very broad with how with my wrestling style compared to their wrestling styles. And there's very different styles of wrestling at 160 just due to the fact of different body types and different how everyone's coached. So not only are you physically, you know, trying to stay at the weight class and, you know, stay in shape, mentally you have to prepare for kind of like the different skill sets of each wrestler. Exactly. I mean... I've wrestled ranked kids, and I know how they'll wrestle. People are going to use their length on me because I'm a shorter guy. That's you know, that's exactly what we got to do to win. And then there's kids that we're going to have to, if they can't use their length against me, they're going to use their strength. And that's, again, where right, 99% of the time I'll be stronger than that kid, but he might be longer than me. So it's just how to use it and how to use it wisely and watch for openings during the match. The tough competition didn't stop at Rock Island. I mean, now you guys are going to Rochelle, and sectional is always another step up from regional competition. So just talk about that heading in and, and where your head's at. Going to sectionals, everyone's head is mentally focused in, in my opinion. Everyone's been working hard inside the on the mats in the wrestling room. We all see our brackets, and... You know, you're looking at it, you're looking at it, and like, oh, I got this guy, who, you know, who do you got, I got this guy, and, you know, everyone's always nervous, regionals, everyone was nervous, and that's just, you know, you can be nervous, but don't be too nervous to where you don't have a plan, because I feel like a lot of kids, if they're not going in with a plan, they're going to break down, they're not going to, you know, kids that should win, don't, because they're so nervous, and kids that shouldn't even make it past sectionals in the first round, go all the way, because they have a plan, they're mentally focused, and they use that nervous energy in the match. Don't mentally break down. Yeah, because we were kind of beating around the bush, but, you know, we talk about physicality and, you know, aggressiveness and what you want to try to do on the mat, X's and O's, you know, takedowns, where to put your arm at this position, stuff like that. But I think it's a mental game just as much as it is physical. Is that true in your part? Uh, my coaches, <laughs> regionals, it was my third place match, Coach Kuhn. He came up to me before, and he'll say the same thing again at sectionals. He came up to me, he's like, hey, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can to you, Swiss. Get your head out of your ass, please, for me. And, like, it's just one of those things where you have to take a deep breath and being able to be that, you know, you can be as the most physical guy, but when if you're not mentally ready, like, break us down to build us back up even better. Break us down to build us back up even better. So the mental mental part is probably 90% of, the you know, before the match even starts. And if, you know, you look at your guy and you're thinking all great, and, you know, this guy's ranked, or this guy is, you know, he's whatever, he looks bigger than me, stronger than me. You have to put that all aside and say, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to beat this kid, this is what I'm going to do, and then move on. If you lose the match, just know that you went on the mat 100% and worked your butt off. And if you win, you know, there you go. You just proved you proven to yourself that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Words from the wise right there, huh, Parker? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What we talked about, you know, this being your senior year, just kind of elaborate on that and, you know, what the season has meant for you, especially to get to the sectionals. And, I mean, you're one tournament away from state. So just talk about that feeling during your senior year. Everyone's senior year, including mine, has always been to go to state. And I'm, you know, some of these guys like Ashton and Aiden, they've been wrestling since they, you know, almost right out of their womb because they've been seven years old. 
and I actually started my eighth grade year and um fortunate enough to be able to go to camps and go to um, different tournaments in the summer and you know my freshman sophomore junior year to be able to catch up with those guys and it's all been leading up to this year and now that I'm in sectionals it's there it's you know it's not a oh you know I gotta wait or what if it's it's here now it's my senior year I'm gonna be very emotional no matter what happens just because it could potentially be my last tournament I ever wrestled in my career if it's not Thank the Lord, but um, I'm just super happy and fortunate to be able to be where I am as a senior, not have any regrets about I should have done this or I shouldn't have done this. And you just mentioned like, hey, this could be my last tournament. Are you planning on continuing wrestling after high school or after this sectional or hopefully state is over, you're going to hang it up? Yeah, you know, after state's over, um, I'll be done like with my career as wrestling, I plan on going into like the healthcare field, going to IBCC, get my registered, be a registered nurse, then hopefully become a nurse practitioner. And I'll still, and I still want to be involved with LP wrestling program. My little brother actually, he'll be a freshman next year. I will be in the room, but it won't be anything like college or um, anything like that. But who knows? Um, there's always summer. There's always summer tournaments. I'm able to be involved in if I really wanted to. And it wouldn't be as mandated to be able to say, hey, you know, I got free time, I got a free weekend, I'm winning, whatever. Let's go wrestle. And so I still want to be in contact with wrestling my entire life, but nothing into like the college aspect of it. Understandable, definitely. I like how even as a young man, you're looking at it like, hey, this isn't going to be my life forever. You know, I got to find other things that I want to do that are that interest me. And it seems like you're already doing that. So good for you, man. Thank you. And my, you know, my stepbrother, John Hewitt, he went to the Central to, you know, be a physician assistant. And that's where I brought the light to. And as well as other doctors I've talked to, being able to see how their perspective is. And I know a lot of people have said, after a match, it's just a match. You got to move on. And that's how I'm going to take it. Be able to, you know, accept what happened, win or lose, but still be able to move on. And I don't want to hold on to anything. And like I said, I have no regrets in the four years. And I don't. Well said, my friend. Well, Parker, that's all I have for you. I want to say a big thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, talking about your career, your plans after wrestling, and of course, it's still not over yet. You still got at least one more tournament, hopefully two, and I know if you can execute, you know, the top of the bracket could have your name written all over it. So thank you again, my friend. Thank you for having me on here, Brandon. The awesomeness of this podcast and wrestlers does not stop. All kinds of awesomeness here, including my guest right now, LaSalle Peru Sr., Aiden Signs. Aiden, thanks for joining us. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well. I am very excited to speak with you. I mean, you have to be doing great. You are the regional champ after winning the 126-pound bracket at the Rock Island Regional this past Saturday. Just talk about that and, you know, your excitement level to walk out of there the regional champ. Um, You know, it was a great feeling. Been working hard this past year, well, all four years, really, to get to where I am, sitting for the sectional. And hopefully I can go out there, do my thing, and go uh, advance to the next level, state. At the lower weights, you know, 126, 120, you know, you have been one of the, the bigger names in the area the last few years. Your talent, what can you say? I mean, you're a regional champ. You've tons of talent. What have you been able to do in the postseason, the three 
previous postseasons. Have you won a regional champ before? I won the regional my sophomore year, I think. You know, it's, it's a good feeling, and going out there and wrestling tough and just doing what I do, it, it's paid off in the long run so far. If you could describe your technique or what makes you a successful wrestler, what would you say? I would have to say my technique's pretty good. I'm good on my feet and determined to give it all my all and leave everything out on the mat every match. So it helps me get to the end of the match and finish it, finish the match and be successful. Awesome. Speaking of successful, what was successful for you during the tournament? If you kind of want to break down the tournament match by match and how you got to claim the regional championship. First round, I had a bye because I had the number one seed. My second match, I wrestled a Sterling kid, and I went out there, did my thing, took him down, pinned him. And then the third match, I knew it was going to be tough. Uh, Luke Kankowski, he's a tough opponent. I've wrestled him, I think, all four years. So I knew it was going to be a tough match. Just had to go out there, wrestle tough, got a takedown in the first, went neutral in the second, and got another takedown. And then in the third, he chose top, and I got a reversal and finished the match 6 nothing. Nice. So you're, you're kind of more of a technical wrestler than a, I don't want to say striker. You know, you can't swing or anything like that and, and wrestling meets. You're, you're more of a technical, get down, hands and knees, dirty kind of wrestler, aren't you? Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> do you have a go-to move or something that you try to do every meet or duel or tournament that you know ends in success no i just kind of go out there and whatever i see or open up with my setups and everything that's what that's what it leads to you've won two regional championships you've been to three sectionals this is now your fourth going into this sectional which is the rochelle sectional just talk about you know, being there, they always say once you get to the postseason, if you're your first year, you're kind of green or a rookie, you know, maybe the environment or the level of competition will throw you off. Well, you've been there. This is your fourth straight year at a sectional. You can't use those excuses. What is kind of your mind state going in and, and preparing for the sectional? Well, I know this year, once I'm done, I'm, I'm done and- it could be my last match, so my mentality's got to be go out there and wrestle every match like it's my last and go uh, leave everything out on the mat. Heading into the sectional, is there anything different that you're doing in your workout routines, anything different in your diet to try to kind of help you get through the sectional? Not really. been working hard on a couple different things. Been doing the same thing I've been doing all year, maintaining weight and getting my extra workouts in and working on my technique and hopefully it'll all pay off in the long run going to sectional i mean you're going with six others the cavaliers are going pretty deep bringing seven guys just talk about that not going alone and having a huge chunk of the team there with you yeah it's gonna be a great feeling hopefully we can send all of our guys that are going to sectionals down to champagne with the group that we have most of us have been wrestling together for so many years it'd be awesome for all of us to go down there together and do something. I think Brock's the only one that isn't a senior, and hopefully we can all end our, our senior season with a, a nice tournament down in Champagne. I thought you were going to say a nice glass of Champagne there for a second. No. <laughs> You're not quite old enough, Aiden. 
Yeah, not yet. <laughs> so not going to state yet in your first three years of wrestling, what would that mean to you as a wrestler, as a competitor, to make it to the um, state tournament? To make it down there, it'd be one hell of an accomplishment. I mean, I've been wrestling for I don't even know how many years. And just to get there and hopefully do something down there would be just, it'd be amazing. Have you, like, woke up in the middle of the night with cold sweats just thinking about making it to state? No. <laughs> Not no. to that extreme? No. No. <laughs> Heading into big tournaments like this, postseason tournaments, or you know, even midseason tournaments that have a lot of teams and competitors there, is there anything that you do to, I mean, psych yourself up or get yourself focused heading into the tournament? No, not really. I just kind of go out there, make sure I'm warmed up, and go out there and do my own thing. Try to be focused going out there. I don't like nothing that I do like every time like listen to music some people listen to music or i just kind of do my own thing and go out there and wrestle so since you've been doing this for quite a long time was it just kind of a hey when i get to high school i'm gonna be a wrestler i'm gonna do it all four years and we're gonna see what happens was that kind of your mentality once you stepped into LaSalle, peru well i knew i was gonna wrestle like my whole youth season and career as a wrestler would have been a waste, but like obviously, as coming in as a freshman, I wanted to always get down to Champagne, and hopefully, this year I can finally do it and go down there and do something. Have you been down to Springfield to watch the state tournament? Yeah, I went and watched. I think I've gone every year and went and watched, but I haven't obviously wrestling and watching is totally different. Totally different. When you have been there to watch, have you like pictured yourself down there on the mat instead of whoever you're watching? Yeah, yes I have. Did you, like, start putting your hands in the, the air and pretending you won? No, not, not quite there, but I've, I've envisioned myself being down on the mat and wrestling in front of all them people and everything. Awesome. That's what I was trying to get out of you. <laughs> yeah. I know you got the skill, I know you got the talent to, you know, do whatever you want to on the wrestling mat. Hopefully everything goes your way and you're able to execute Saturday at the Rochelle sectional so you can say that you qualified for state. So thank you for joining us and, and chatting wrestling. Thanks. At the Plano Regional, St. Bede had a great showing on the wrestling mats. 87 and a half points, got him fourth place following... Sandwich, Seneca, and Yorkville Christian, even though they didn't get a top placing, anything like that, still had a bunch of guys get out of the regional, go to sectional. The Bruins got five guys, including 120-pounder Henry Ortiza, 132-pounder Noah Setzer, 138-pounder Bo Bunnell, Ethan Fleming at 170, and Pete Sampson at 285 heavyweight. With us right now on this episode is the 132-pounder Noah Setzer. Noah, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty good. How are you? I am doing well. I love postseason anything, but wrestling, for some odd reason, the regionals and sectionals just have a special feel to them. The gym is antsy and ready for each and every match, whether it's third place or a championship, and it's a lot of fun and excitement. So just talk about that and being a major part of the excitement. It's a different atmosphere when you get into the postseason and wrestling. You start seeing kids that you know didn't have as good of a year. But they get into the regional sectional and their heart is completely in it. And 
one of the main things for me is making sure that you don't look too far ahead. You know, I had people throughout the postseason, especially with regionals, uh, trying to, you know, look at the championship match. And it, you got to keep your mind set on one match at a time. Definitely. And at 132 pounds, you finished second. Just talk about your tournament at Plano Regional. Just, I don't know if you want to break down each match or, you know, just talk about the process going through to, to make it to sectionals. Well, I started off, I had uh, Sanaya Berry from Yorkville Christian. I believe she was like 6-14. and 14. I went in that match thinking that that was a match I could win. That one went pretty smoothly. Then we had Friday night. We had a little bit of a break, and we got into Saturday. And right off the bat on Saturday, I had a kid who I actually had wrestled all the way through grade school. I, he was actually on my youth team. And we got in there and beat him the week before at the PC Hall Super Duel. So I was feeling pretty confident about that. That match, I ended up pinning him in the second period. Then we moved on into the championship match. I knew that match was going to be a little bit tougher. I was wrestling a kid from Sandwich who was an uh, honorable mention. I went out there with the mindset that, you know, I know he's a good wrestler, and we go out there and give it your all. Awesome. And what ended up happening in that one? The first period was down 2-1 heading into the second period. He chose down. We got into neutral, and then we can't get another takedown, and it pretty much went downhill from there. But, you know, it was a pretty strong first period. Dissecting this a little bit, first match in the Plano Regional, you wrestled against a girl. I always wondered and always wanted to ask the guys that went up against girls, is it different wrestling against a female contender or is it just like, hey, it's another wrestler. They're stepping on the mat. I'm going to wrestle the same that I always do. You know, I go in there with the mindset that if they're on the wrestling mat, there's really no such thing as a boy or a girl. You know, they have the choice to come out on the mat and... I give them respect for coming out there, and you have to respect them as that they're going to be just as good as you, if not better. If there's one thing I can say about girls or women in a general, you know, I guess sentence is they're very detailed. They pay attention to little things. So in wrestling, I mean, it's a technical sport. You get a move or you maneuver your body in the right ways and you can be very dangerous. So I, when I think of, you know, female wrestlers, I'm like, man, if they're thinking about details and her focus, they could be really hard technically to defeat. The amount of girls in wrestling have improved greatly i mean i'm looking at the samanak had a girl she was 106 pounds and i mean she's just as good as any boy that steps out on that mat you know throughout the plano regional and actually throughout the season what are some things that work for you are you a better i guess striker are you a better on the ground like what defines noah setzer as a wrestler you know throughout the my entire high school career i've been focusing mostly on my neutral my freshman and sophomore year, I was in the top two in the area on takedowns. So I'd say probably neutral is probably my top go-to. Bottom is, for me, bottom's more of just effort. You know, if you're on the bottom, you have to have the right mindset of, I'm going to get up. And then, you know, top's always been my downfall. And this year, I think, one of the years where I can say I've possibly been better at top than I have been at bottom. Going into the sectional you know, at practice and talking to coaches or, you know, teammates. Is there anything that you're working on or putting extra emphasis in to try to make it to state? Making sure we're in the right positions when we're you know, taking shots or, you know, making sure that our hands are in the right position when we're on the bottom. 
And I think at this point of the season, you're not really focusing so much on new technique. You're working on perfecting the technique that you already have. We've had two practices since regionals, and our main focus has been mostly on making sure that we are sound technique and neutral. Just talk about the team dynamic and having that many guys make it to sectional. You're not going by yourself. You have, you know, quite a few guys, teammates, buddies, friends, people that you see and talk to every day, whether it be in school, practice, other sports, with you. So just talk about that special feeling and to be able to do that with other Bruins. It's definitely a lot better to have, you know, five kids come than, you know, possibly one or two. If you go into a match and you're wrestling a guy and you can come on, you can talk to your other teammates about what they would have done. Or, you know, how you know how did I do in that match? That seems a lot better than you having to go straight up to, you know, talk to your parent or talk to your coach. It's a lot easier to go talk to somebody who has been in that position in the, this year, possibly even the match before. All right, Noah, so this is your junior year, and you have made it to the sectional for three straight years now. Just talk about that feeling and accomplishment of being able to say, like, hey, I didn't just get out in the regional. I kept trying to get as far as I can each year that I was in it. You know, I came in my freshman year, didn't really know what to expect. I was a state qualifier in IKWF, and I obviously high school is a different, you know, animal. I took a little bit of a step back my sophomore year, but I was able to pick it up towards the end of the season. Ended up getting 30 wins that season, and this year's been just as difficult. I only had 20 wins this season, but as our coach tells us, leading up to regionals, that's just practice. And then the real time is when it gets time for regionals and how you perform there. And I think that's what I've been able to do the past three years is, you know, push everything back that's happened throughout the season and focus mainly on what's going to happen come regional time. Before you got into wrestling season and had a chance to go to sectional and now a chance to wrestle to get into state, you were on the St. Bede football team. You guys kind of had a down year this year. Just talk about the gridiron and what you guys hope to do with the Bruins moving forward. I think about not doing football. Um, and then my uncle was a coach over there at the time, and he was able to get me to go out for it. We didn't have the year that we wanted. We were... I think we only had like four or five seniors on the team. So, I mean, we're a pretty young team compared to other schools. But I definitely would not change one bit going, not going out for it because the team building that you get throughout that season of, you know, losing a bunch of games. And then when you finally are able to get that one win, it brings your team together. And hopefully we can move that on into next year and remember what that felt like. And hopefully we don't have to feel that again. Hopefully we we're getting the wins. So just kind of elaborate on that, Noah. I mean, you guys were 1-8. and eight. It's got to be tough to, you know, suffer that many losses. But like you said, that one win and then knowing that a lot of you, you guys were a young team, have another season or two seasons or, you know, whatever class you're in. So as a junior yourself, knowing that you have another year and that you guys can do nothing but improve from here. You know, going through there, and we were only able, you know, we didn't win a game until, like, week week seven or eight. Coaches kept telling us to trust the process, that we get to where we wanted to. Our schedule this year was pretty tough. You had Princeton and Morrison and Kiwani even, real deep run into the playoffs. We came in there, and we accomplished some stuff that other schools weren't able to do, and we just kept trusting that as a team we'd be able to pull together and get at least one win for our seniors and build that one win into many wins for next season.
even though you guys weren't playing well, like I was at the St. Beat Hall game, and what was it, 9 nothing? For the positives, I think that really helped build the confidence in the team. You know, only to be losing to a team with tall skill level. It's down 6-0, and then we have the break for the storm. And we come back and only give up three points the next day. You know, I, mean, I think that was a that was a sign to the whole team that you know we we can do something. We're here to we're here to play and we can we can win. Yeah, and that was a Hall team that made it to the second round of the playoffs and you know played pretty well against Princeton. So yeah, you played against a team, a very quality opponent. But you are not only just an athlete, Noah. You are also doing something really cool. I already said, you know, thank you for your time and, and your dedication to what you're doing. Let's share with the listeners exactly what I'm talking about. On the they played fire department. My brother is on the as a cadet too, and my grandfather and my dad are both firemen on the department. So as a cadet on the Nate Plate Fire Department, what is it exactly that you're doing right now? We don't usually get to go on calls. We usually report right to the station. When we get to the station, I man the radio and uh, do the report. I'm kind of more like the IT guy on the department. I take care of the making sure that the report saves and the you know the communication between the people that are on the scene and the people at the station are, is working fine. Are you the IT guy because you're the youngest and probably have the most experience with technology? Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Perfect. And what's uh, the names of your family? We got to give them some shout outs for, you know, dedicating their time for the fire department, too. I have my brother is uh, Kalem Sutzer. My dad is Don Sutzer. And my grandpa is Gary Mooney, who is also the current mayor of Naplate. Big shout out to all of them and you, Noah, for doing what you do, whether you're police department, fire department, military, sure you get paid or are working your way to get paid if you're in a voluntary role or things like that. But to take your time and want to help other people and things like that, that always means a lot to people like me and a lot of the rest of us. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much. What made you decide to, to want to get into that? Obviously, your family's there. They're, you know, showing you the path. But what, I guess, if you want to talk sports-wise, you know, the X's and O's of being a firefighter, what is it about it that you like? A couple of years ago, there was a tornado that hit knee plate. My family at the time wasn't really involved down here. My grandpa and my dad were on the department in the past, but they got off. And we were over here for the tornado, and we saw what was going on, and we seen that they needed help. So my dad and my grandpa got back on the department. And, you know, I kind of just fell in love with the whole idea of being able to help somebody down here. So my brother and I were actually responding to the station with my dad at whenever there was a call before we were even cadets. And then we were fortunate enough to have our fire chief, John Nevins, and the mayor back then, uh, Jacko Rick, was able to get the cadet program up and running here. That's awesome. Very cool. Dad, grandfather, and brother, were they athletes as well? Uh, yes. Uh, my grandfather and my dad both played football in high school. Uh, they were also both wrestlers in high school. And my brother is currently uh, a freshman at St. Bede on the football team. So with having those bonds of sports and being firefighters now, that has to be a good feeling to be involved with your family and, you know, see them on a regular basis and share likes and interests together. Oh, it's nice to have, especially my dad, uh, he will not miss a single wrestling meet. Actually, we were going to polo, and it was supposed to storm pretty bad that night, and I told him, you know, you don't have to come, you know, I'm, it's not, it's going to be about a 
20 minute duel I'm like both schools are pretty small and I was surprised to hear after school that day that he was actually going to show up there so you know it's nice to be able to sit at home and you know nothing's going on you can have a conversation about the fire department or you can talk to your dad about you know you need to do this during the match or whatever awesome so you always have somebody to talk to yeah definitely well Noah I want to thank you for joining us and I'm not a, you know, luck or, you know, best wishes kind of guy. I just say, you know, hopefully that you execute the skill and talent that you have on the mat and can make it through the state tournament. That would be amazing. So thank you for joining us, Noah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. At the Class 1A Plano Regional, we've talked about St. Bede wrestlers. Ty Connolly, Mendota wrestler, made it to the Oregon sectional. But they're not the only ones from the area that made it out of the Plano Regional. We have Putnam County sophomore Connor Brooker, 145-pounder, finished second place. How's it going, Connor? It's going good. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. It is an honor to have you here. Yeah, no problem. So let's just start with the regional, Plano Regional. Lots of tough competition. I mean, Sandwich, Seneca, Yorkville Christian had pretty good teams. St. Pete is pretty good. And you're able to take a second place in 145 in advance of the sectional. Just talk about that feeling and moving on. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Didn't make it a sectional last season, so I'm definitely thankful and um, happy to represent my team. Your team, of course, I keep saying Putnam County, but the wrestling team is Putnam County Hall. It's a co-op. Let's talk about the regional itself, if you want to break it down match by match and how you got to, you know, a second-place finish. So on uh, Friday night, I um, had a Plano kid. I ended up pinning him pretty fast. And then um, second day in the semis, I had a Samanak kid. I beat him at the Kiwani uh, invitation, though, so felt pretty confident against him. Ended up pinning him and then um, had a tough sandwich kid in the finals. I was pretty confident going into that one, too. Just getting to my offense good, controlling the ties and stuff. And, yeah, ended up taking second, but I'm so happy with how I did. Definitely. It had to be an awesome feeling, like you said. Last year, you don't make it to sectional. This year, you do. Even if you don't make it to state, which... Of course, I hope you do, and I know you hope you do, but you did yeah. take, You did take a step forward this year and, you know, went a little further. Yeah, definitely. What are some things about your game that helped you do that? What were some things in the offseason or this season that you kept putting your mind to and, you know, polished up? Mainly just staying offensive. You know, offense is the best defense, you know, mentality. Just constantly staying on the offense, getting off my shots, and just controlling the match, you know. When you say controlling the match and you talked about pace and tempo earlier, what kind of speed do you like to go at on the mat? I want to say, like, too aggressive, but just getting to my moves, getting to my tie-up, just controlling the positions that I want to be in, not letting him kind of push me around. Going into the Plano Regional, what were your thoughts? I mean, you were the number two seed. Did you think that you could get out of there? Did you already go, did you go into the matches confident? Oh, uh, yeah, I was pretty confident, actually. Like I said, I beat in the kid that I had in the semis before, and um, I was confident in that I could definitely make it to the finals as long as I didn't take anything for granted and um, just wrestled my matches. Did you have any trouble cutting weight or making weight, or was it just kind of a, a smooth ride going into the regional? It was actually pretty smooth. My weight's been pretty good. I've been doing a good job keeping it low. So I'm not having to cut too much the upcoming days, you know what I mean? 
just because, you know, I've talked to a lot of wrestlers and some have trouble with it, some don't. What are some things that you do personally to help you stay at, you know, a relatively good weight to make the weight class of 145? I don't really do anything too crazy. I just kind of, the intake, you know, just kind of not eating as much, pretty much. It's just all I do. So do you kind of, like, watch your portions, or do you watch, like, how much calories are in foods? Is that what you do? Yeah, pretty much. Like, might have to miss a meal, you know what I mean? But nothing too crazy. All right. So just, uh, you know, a high school wrestler's diet, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Definitely. And what kind of workouts have you been doing in the weight room and, you know, conditioning and stuff to help you get ready for the postseason? So I've been lifting um, before school, and then I practice usually, and then we do some weightlifting in practice, actually. So we do some running, some conditioning stuff. So heading into the Oregon sectional, is there any nerves, any worries? I mean, you haven't been to this level yet. What are your thoughts going in? I mean, yeah, kind of, but um, I'm just excited to get good matches in, you know what I mean? Get wrestling some good kids and just let it fly, pretty much. So kind of like, you know, I have a nothing-to-lose attitude, sort of? Yeah, pretty much, because, you know what I mean? Like, I still have two seasons ahead of me, so just kind of... Excited to let it rip. Hopefully win and make it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kind of get in the environment. Have you been to the Oregon sectional just to watch? No, because we used to be 2A, so I went to the Geneseo sectionals just to watch uh, last season, but I haven't been to any 1A sectionals. Do you want some spoilers of how it goes? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been to the Oregon sectional quite a few times. So, of course, there's the big parade with all the people. It is a huge gym. They can have probably like four or five basketball games at the same time. So, oh, wow. they cut those four off, and it's just the first basketball court when you walk into the Blackhawk Center, and they have a huge bleacher area. There's people standing all the way around. It is a pretty much if you're late or if you get to, we'll say, like the second matchup, the second weight class, you are uh-huh. not going to have anywhere to sit or to stand. There's tons of people. Oh, oh wow. And the championship and third place places are fought under a spotlight. So it's spotlight wrestling. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it is an awesome, awesome environment. If you're a competitor and you're a wrestler and you want to show that you're one of the best, it is a great place for that. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely excited. See, I hope I got you a little hyped up for this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been a wrestler, but I've went there as a sports writer, I'm going to say at least four or five times, and it's always a great environment, and I'm there for four or five hours and don't complain about it at all. So, All right, is wrestling the only sport that you've done for Putnam County this year so far? Uh, yes, it is. Are you going to do anything in the spring? No, just some, uh, I'm going to do freestyle and Greco, but nothing else pretty much. Okay, so wrestling is your sport. You throw in 109 million percent, and that's what it is. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I mean, if you want to be great at something, that's what you got to do. Yeah. I used to do on a track, but gave that up. Outside of sports, is there anything that you're doing for the uh, community or for the high school? I'm in some clubs. That's about it. All right. What are the clubs you're in? I'm interested. 
I'm in the FCA program, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a new program that we have at PC. Spread the word pretty much. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So everybody in it's got a strong faith and you just kind of promote athletics and, you know, the faith together? Yeah, uh, I really like it because they do a good job tying um, together, you know what I mean? Like, like a good job connecting them, I feel like. You know, some people might think if you have a strong faith, that's weird. Some people, you know, kind of like, hey, if you do, then maybe you shouldn't do sports and you shouldn't do this. You know, there's all kinds of stereotypes. So you guys are just kind of showing like, hey, we're normal people. We can play, at, you know, sports. We're athletes, but we can also have a faith and, and believe in things that we want to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm glad you didn't say no. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, Connor. Well... I'll let you go because you got some huge, huge, huge special moments coming up this weekend. You know, the Oregon sectional is not going to be easy, but I have faith in your ability to, you know, do your best there. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And if you're down, since you got two years left, I hope to have you back on sometime in the future. <laughs> Thanks. Hope to be on, too. Regionals for wrestling have probably already happened, but I'm going to see if Ottawa wrestling coach Pete Marks can predict <laughs> predict what's going to happen or you know have some insight for us of what already happened over the weekend. We are talking on Friday, the day before regionals, so Coach Pete, thank you for joining us. Are you ready to talk some wrestling? I sure am. Thank you for having me today. Anytime. Going into the regionals, what are you hoping for from your team? Uh, I'm hoping to come out and wrestle whoever capable of. Whether we win it or lose it, or win the regional or don't win the regional, is it different? I'm looking to see the kids compete at the best they have all year. And that's the big thing. I just want to come out and perform like they haven't performed all year. Do better they have all year. Awesome. Can you give me some guys and some weight classes that are, you know, wrestlers to look out for at the regional? Yeah, we have several. Uh, we should have, I think, you know, five or six that make the finals of the regionals. I think at 106, we have a freshman, Devin Henning, that's got a good shot at making the finals at Qualifier Sectionals. I think we have uh, our 113 founder, Riley Hanson, a returning state qualifier. So he's the number one seed. He should be able to do quite well. Austin Howard. He's a senior. He's got a great shot on making the finals as well. And then uh, Luke Fleming is a senior, and he's a two-time state qualifier, one-time state placer. His freshman and sophomore year, he qualified and placed as a sophomore. He's a number one seed at 132, so he's got a great shot. And uh, Cedric Farrell at 182, he was a, a point away from going out of the state as a freshman last year, so we're looking for big things out of him too. Awesome. Is there anyone that maybe didn't qualify for state last year or, you know, hasn't been a real big name, but has the potential to make some noise at the regional? I think uh, Brandon O'Brien, he's the number one seed at 220. He's been having a really nice season. I think he's got a real good shot at doing, making some noise there. As do uh, Michael Morris. He's a, he transferred in his junior year from Seneca. He'll be wrestling 152 for us. I think he's got a real good shot on, uh, on doing well at the regionals as well. And Cole Flores at 120. Going into the season, did you guys have any goals set or, you know, missions that you want to accomplish that you got to or ones that you're still trying to check off? You know, we always have the, the big goals over our, our train of, you know, try to win conference, try to try to win a regional, things like that. Did pretty well in conference. We ended up going four and three, but we lost to uh, Russell South Peru on criteria. And then we were undermanned for 
but it also goes show in Sycamore. We were missing about four or five starters because it's over Christmas break. So it is what it is. We, we weren't able to win conference, but uh, we had the goal of you know, trying to set a record for dual meet wins this year, which we were able to do. We won 19 matches this year, which was uh, the best in the school's history. Now our, our focus is to get some guys downstate. You know, we, we have a firm belief that everything from November to February is preseason. And then once we get into February, now that's the, where the real season starts. That's a good way to look at it. I like that. Because anything happens in February, and uh, you know, like I tell the kids, we'll go schedule some tough meets, and dual meets are my pride. And, and that's, that's my pride. It doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm willing to lose 15, 20 dual meets if we get four or five state qualifiers, and they're better because they wrestle those tough schools. No one remembers a dual meet record anyway. They remember how many state qualifiers you had, how many state placers you had. That's a true story. Very true story. When you were talking about the conference me and, you know, losing out, just talk about the new conference this year. You guys started the Interstate 8 after being in the Northern Illinois Big 12 for, you know, quite a few years. So just talk about the, the crossover to conference and how you felt about it this year. The I-8 is a great wrestling conference. I mean, it's good all around, but all the schools in the I-8 have a pretty solid wrestling tradition, wrestling background. So it's it's a top conference for two A two A schools I think much like the uh, the, the NIP twelve was which you know, had a couple three A schools in there but it was a as far as all sports I think it was probably the best one of the best uh, sports we had was wrestling it's kind of the same way here too with the IA which is great it's iron sharpening iron so we're getting a bunch of good competition just within the conference to get us ready for our postseason. And how many years have you been with Ottawa now? I was an assistant coach for three years. I started in one. So 01, 02, 03, I was an assistant. And then my first year coach was, I think, the uh, 04, 05 year, or 05, 06. That's about 15 years or so, 15, 16 years as head coach. All right, and through those 15, 16 years, I seen that you were able to rack up 200 wins as a coach. So congratulations, and talk about that feeling to be able to say you did that. Thank you. It's a, it's a really nice feeling, especially... Ottawa's never been known as a wrestling community and a wrestling school. Being able to do that has been kind of a proud moment for us, especially with the ranch up our schedule from where it used to be when I first took over. To get 200 wins was a, was kind of a nice feel. I think the, the most wins any other coach has had in Ottawa's history has been 103. So we've been able to do some pretty good things here these last 15 years and trying to, make Ottawa, trying to make Ottawa known as a wrestling school as opposed to football or basketball or baseball or anything else. What are some things that you think that you did, to, you know, to help make the program what it is now and to, you know, help you earn those 200 wins? What was something that you kept, you know, preaching to the kids or teaching them, you know, X's and O's on the wrestling mat? Really putting a lot of effort in the offseason is, uh, is a huge thing in wrestling. And if, if you wanted to, wrestling could be a year-round sport. And we, we stress to the kids, you know, the ones that come in in the spring and the summer and work hard in the offseason are the ones that make the biggest gains. They're the ones that become state qualifiers and state placers there's, there's nothing magic to it it just takes commitment to the weight room and to the process of working on technique getting better at the technique and not saying okay I'm good enough I want to be I, I want to be Ottawa good or Illinois Valley good I would to get that mindset of no I want to be all state I want to be able to wrestle in the future and you know, get kids to buy into it and once, once they do it tends to pay some pretty big dividends and then I tried increasing the schedule, increasing the difficulty of the schedule, where we went to harder tournaments and, and wrestled tougher dual meets, which allowed us to improve overall as a team, in the sense that, yeah, we might lose as a team, but our kids are getting competition with the state-caliber-level kids. 
they're not shocked when they get to sectionals. We've seen them in the years past where some kids come in with records like 30 and 1 or 30 and 2 in sectionals, and they're not that good because they don't wrestle anybody. As opposed to some schools like Yorkville, they might have a kid coming in that's 15 and 16. But you look at the kid's 16 losses, you're like, oh my, that kid's pretty tough. And so we, we try to seek out some better competition. When we're willing to take losses to improve ourselves and check ourselves against the best. Also a good strategy. I think that works out well for wrestling teams that do that in the area. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like I said, it, it's tough because, like I said, you got to swallow your pride and, you know, you might lose some dual meets here and there. And it might take you a while to get some of your goals as an individual or as a coach. And some kids are going to lose tough matches. But if you look at big picture, and then, like I said, we preach really strongly that everything is preseason until we get to February. You know, a kid takes his first loss, and all it means is you're not going to be undefeated this year. Doesn't mean anything. Let's learn from that loss and get better from it. Try to preach that mentality for him. And a lot of the kids buy into it. Since you have been with the team as the head coach in either, I think you said 0405 or 0506, about 15 right. years, what is the number of the most kids that you've been able to take to sectionals? The most I've been able to take to sectionals is 10 out of 14 weights. So I think, I think we had a good shot on getting close to that again this year, 10 or 11 this year. So we'll, we'll just kind of, have to, we'll kind of wait and see. But yeah, 10, I think, is the most I've ever taken to sectionals. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us. I know you got to get going pretty soon. Thank you for joining us, and, you know, best of – I like to say best of luck. You guys don't need luck. You guys are seasoned wrestlers. You know what you're doing. So I hope that you guys are able to execute. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having, us on, having me on. I'd love to come on again sometime.